Welcome to Wake County Digital Learning, hosted by the Wake County Public School System Digital Learning Coordinators. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play Music, or better yet, hop on over to our website at dlc.wcpss.net. There, you'll find your area DLC, our monthly newsletter, our menu of support. You can also find our virtual office hours and our lunch and learn sessions that are offered on a variety of topics at various days and times of the week. Get signed up and meet with the digital learning coordinators. And most of all, enjoy the show. Hi, my name is Katie Haywood, and I am a digital learning coordinator in the Western area. Hello, my name is Sadie Hoover, and I am a digital learning coordinator as well, but I serve the Northern Area Schools. And my name is Chris Zirkel. I'm a digital learning coordinator for the Southern and Southeastern areas. And in today's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about feedback, specifically providing students with feedback. So Sadie, why is feedback important? That's a really great question, Chris. I think feedback is um, one of the most important things we can do is to provide that to our students. And feedback really is a teacher's response to student work. And it has this intent of how are we going to continue to grow the student as a learner. And so that becomes a really important piece for students when we consider we want to get them to a goal, right? We want to help them meet a standard or an I can statement. And so providing feedback helps them get there. Yeah, and I think, you know, that research supports that, you know, that John Hattie's famous research, some of the top uh, top indicators that help student growth are, are to deal with feedback. So Sadie, are there different types of feedback that a teacher can give? And what are some of the situations where they would use each of those? There are, Katie. There are a couple different types of feedback, and when we consider all things, everything is feedback. Even no feedback is feedback of some kind, right? And so when we really dig deep, we can see there are two distinctive types of feedback, and one of them is evaluative feedback. And that really comes into play when we're talking about summative assessments and even those benchmarking uh, assessments that we that we take to do temperature checks or to see where people are that formative feedback and so that's the evaluative kind the second kind is descriptive feedback and that's the feedback that we give continually it's an ongoing type of feedback that we give during that learning process as students progress towards a goal it can be very um, that descriptive feedback can be neutral it doesn't place blame. It, um, it avoids that sort of evaluative feel and it focuses more on the, the work and the performance and the product that's coming forth. Now, I listened to your Lunch and Learn session the other day, which was excellent, by the way. And I'm sure we're going to include in the show notes some of those resources. And I know from the presentation that my perspective was uh, from a teacher point of view is that feedback is valuable and it does take a little bit of effort and work on the teacher part which is of course the payoff is definitely worth it what are some of the key factors you think that when a teacher is giving effective feedback to students what would that look like so Chris, when we're considering feedback, there was an article several years back from the ASCD Journal by Grant Wiggins, and it was titled The Seven Keys to Effective Feedback. And 
when we look at those seven factors, and I'll, I'll name them each, they are goal referenced. So when we consider feedback, it needs to help a student reach a goal, right? Goal referenced. The second one is tangible and transparent. And what that means is that the desired results and action steps need to be clear. So there needs to be a path. How are we going to get to that goal? And that needs to be tangible and transparent for students. It needs to be spelled out and let's figure it out together and let's coach our students through that process. The third one is actionable. And when we consider that, um, that key to that feedback actionable, it's really about making sure it's doable. Can the student achieve this and how are they going to achieve that, right? It needs to be an actionable step and it takes away that judgment piece of it and it really focuses on what am I or what is the student going to do in order to get to that goal. And the fourth thing is that it needs to be user friendly, right? We need to provide feedback in a way that meets students where they are. And that looks different for different groups of students and for different individuals. And some people need that verbal face-to-face -face feedback. Some students need, you know, you to be sitting with them and coaching them through it and giving that feedback live. Some can read it. And so it just has to be user friendly in a way that the student can receive it easily and understand what their steps need to be. The fifth one is that the feedback needs to be timely. If we wait too long to provide feedback, we've missed an opportunity with our students. And so that key, I think, is really important is that we, we provide it during that process and not at the end and not when it's been too long. It needs to happen while students are learning. The next key to the effective feedback is ongoing. And it follows right with that timely, right? We need to be on time, but it also needs to continue. It can't be a one and done. It's something that has to happen multiple times throughout that process so that students can continue to grow and evaluate and self-reflect on where they are as a learner and how close they are to reaching their goal. And the final key to effective feedback is that it needs to be consistent. It needs to be stable for students, right? Just like with anything else in their life, we need stability. Our feedback needs to be stable. And it needs to be accurate and trustworthy, and we have to build that relationship and make sure that we are focusing on those other keys so that we can provide that consistent feedback. Those are really great tips, and I really like how in quite a few of them there was that aspect of that relationship between the teacher and the student. Um, you talked about coaching the kids through and um, establishing that relationship so they're going to, um, you know, be value and, and use that feedback. When teachers are thinking about giving feedback, you know, I think we all can think of the traditional, oh, I'm going to jot a few notes down, I'm going to circle, make some notes or whatever, but how can teachers get really creative in giving feedback to students in a digital environment? Yeah, Katie, so when we consider remote learning versus face-to-face -face learning, we start seeing a little bit of a difference in how we're able to give feedback. And so one strategy that I think is really important to use is just to take those seven keys to effective feedback and sort of turn it into a checklist, right? And have that sitting next to you in your classroom when you're face-to-face -face or when you're responding to students in a digital environment. And I think when you go through those and make sure that you're following each of those keys, it's going to help you give 
feedback in a more meaningful and timely way so that it really does make a difference in helping students meet their goal. And so another thing you can do is to really um, consider those those things that we do face-to-face, -face, I think. When we talk about using a student's name, right, that's an important way. Let's, let's say, you know, Katie, I noticed this about your work, and here are some um, ways that you have met, you know, here are some ways you've worked towards your goal, and here's what you've accomplished, and here's what you can do to improve. And so sometimes you might hear that called like a glow and a grow, or a star and a wish, or those compliment sandwiches, right, that we've heard about. So considering some of those little pieces and using that in a digital environment still applies. And I think sometimes even just um, noticing a student's hard work and their attentiveness to their work is also just as meaningful, like noticing their participation. And so with those things said, there are a couple of different ways you can give that feedback depending on um, how you're interacting with your students. But um, one option is just to use comments, right, to type comments back. Another feature you can use is um, digital badges. Right, so you think about when we, especially in elementary, when we're putting stickers on paper or, you know, as we get our, look at our older students, they're getting certificates and they're mm -hmm. getting, you know, you think about even sports, they're getting letterman's um, patches on their jackets and things like that. And so, you know, we can do that in a virtual environment as well. And so you can, you know, um, provide some sticker feedback that way or some digital certificates and you can create some really um, unique opportunities with different templates that are out there and available and you can use those to provide that visual feedback that students need that gives them that feeling of accomplishment. And I think another thing you can do is provide some online rubrics. Um, you know, some of the learning management systems have them already built in, um, like Google Classroom has a built-in rubric as well as Canvas. But you can take it a step further and just, you know, create a digital table where you um, go in and, and you can either do it a couple of ways. You could provide feedback yourself on that table and you can think about your I can statements for students, right? Like what are my learning targets? And you can put those in a table and you can let the student decide with you, let the student decide independently and do some self-reflection or you can give it as a teacher and you all can work together to create like, hey, I've got this. I am right on track with this goal or this learning target or hey, I, I need to keep trying. I don't feel like I'm there yet. Or even like, hey, help, I need help, I'm drowning here, I need some support with this. Um, and, and you can work together as a team with just a simple rubric to decide um, how well we all feel that we're, we are working towards a goal. I really like what you said about the, the rubrics. I saw your, again, your presentation and saw some of those templates that you were referring to. The title of our episode is Giving Meaningful Digital Feedback. And I know that our teachers are using the three learning management systems, Google Classroom, Canvas, and Seesaw. So including those and maybe even beyond, how are some ways that teachers can leverage technology to give individualized feedback? Thanks, Chris. That's a great question. I think um, depending on the learning management system the teacher is using, 
you have some overlapping concepts like um, sending private comments. Again, back to those that just typing a comment to students. So when you're in Google Classroom, you can do private comments. You can pull up a student's work that they have completed for an assignment or even while they're working on it. And you can type in individual comments or even use something like a comment bank where you have some, um, you can create your own generic comments and use those, but then add that personal touch to it, right? Like including their name and giving them, you know, that, that blank statement, but then adding to it. Because oftentimes in the classroom, we have students who are are working on the same kinds of goals and they're at the same point. So why not reuse some of those comments in a comment bank in Google Classroom as long as we're personalizing it a little bit. And of course in Google Classroom we have the Classroom Stream. And so the Classroom Stream we typically use for class announcements. But the unique thing about Google Classroom is that you can actually create an announcement and then select a single student or a group of students to receive that announcement. And so what you can do with that is provide some video um, attachments and some images where you've maybe recorded over top of their work. And you go into that announcement and you select that one student and you send that video to them. And so as soon as they log into Google Classroom, it's the first thing they see, right? And of course, Google Classroom also has a built-in rubric. And so that piece, that that rubric piece and the private comments and things, those exist in other platforms as well. So when we look at Canvas, there, there's a discussion feature that you can use and you can have that um, with a single student. And you can provide some scaffolding or some, you know, um, some different questions and they also have that rubric as well. So those are a couple of options in Canvas that you can use that are sort of similar to what you would have available in Google Classroom. And of course Canvas provides a speed grader and in speed grader, you know, the thing we love about it is that it grades multiple choice and you can put in, um, you know, the different the different um, text options when students are typing in short and long response answers, you can go back and grade those with SpeedGrader on the back end. However, you can annotate, you can comment, you can add voice to text and give video feedback as part of the, the response that they see to their grades. And so that's another feature in Canvas that, that I think is really valuable for providing feedback. And then when we think about our third management system, Seesaw, um, you can create individual comments. You can type a comment or record your audio comment underneath of a student's work. So when we think back to Google Classroom, right, we had that private comment on their work when we pull it up. Well, you can also do that in Seesaw, right? It just looks a little differently in the steps you take to get there. Um, and then when we talked about Google Classroom, having that announcement on the Classroom stream and selecting a single student or a small group of students, you can do that in Seesaw as well, except it's a post on the journal, right? So typically in Seesaw, we post to the journal, it's for the whole class. But instead, why not use that same feature, create a post, it can be video, you can upload something, you can, um, you know, add the, the images and things that those young learners need, but you can just select a single student or a small group of students instead of giving it to the whole class and you've got this whole new way of providing individualized feedback in a digital way for students.
You mentioned a few times too that um, video feedback, and I think that you know, shout out to that 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 can be super powerful. And you know, not to forget about tools like Screencastify or those screencasting tools where I can record my webcam, do a quick. 30 second video and drop that right into a Google Doc or right into something else for those kids to see. Um, so there's lots of really, it sounds like easy ways just to provide comments through the built in learning management systems and through other external tools. So Sadie, thank you so much for joining us and um, and giving us your, your input on feedback. Uh, you know, we're going to drop some other things uh, that she referenced in our show notes, so be sure to check those out. And if you heard anything in the podcast that you are interested in trying out and you'd like a little support, definitely visit our website, dlc.wcpss.net. Find your digital learning coordinator and contact them, and they will be happy to support you uh, in uh, implementing anything you'd like to try. Um, again, Sadie, Chris, thank you. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Thank you so much. Keep giving great feedback to students. Keep keep improving and um, keep using those strategies. Thanks again, Sadie. Absolutely. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to Wake County Digital Learning. Feel free to share our show. Visit our website and stay tuned. <laughs>